Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the immediate and speedy recovery of Daniel Aaron Moshe Ben Ruth. May he and all those who need a refuah shlema experience God's mercy and compassion. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Leah Mincha Bas Yaakov Yosef, Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yochmir Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This week is a double Torah portion, Parsha's Tazria and Mitzera, the eighth day. Our Parshas discuss some of the complex laws of Tuma and Tara, ritual purity and impurity. We begin with the purification process that a woman must undergo after childbirth. This involves immersing herself in a mikvah and bringing a sacrifice in the Bismigdash or the Mishkan. The Torah then explains the intricate laws of Tsaras, a skin discoloration, and since it is a physical reaction to a spiritual transgression, the person who receives it is ritually impure. A coin must see the person who thinks they have the symptoms of Tsaras. And after the coin examines it, and judging by the various signs, such as an increase in size after seven days, he will pronounce it pure or impure. A person diagnosed with Tsaras must dwell alone outside the city limits until it is healed. Once the prescribed time has passed, the person must undergo a rigorous purification process to return to their city and community. However, a question comes to mind. The second mitzvah in our parsha is bris milah, the obligation of circumcising a baby boy at just eight days old. Similarly, the first step in healing tzaras is waiting seven days after the tzaras stops increasing, and on the eighth day they can begin the purification process to re-enter society. Additionally, last week's Torah portion began on the eighth day from the inauguration of the Mishkan, Parshas Shmini. Why is the number eight a core component of many, many important mitzvahs? What is so unique and special about this number that it is overrepresented in the spiritual realm? The Chizkuni Rav Chizkiyah Bemana gives a simple explanation. He quotes the Talmud in Shabbos 130a that explains that a bris milah is on the eighth day and why it is. According to Rabbi Eliezer, the eighth day signifies that you can do a bris milah even on Shabbos because it's a greater mitzvah. Hence, a bris milah can even be done on the year's holiest day on Yom Kippur if it's the baby's eighth day. The Cheskuni explains that the eighth day indicates an important obligation requiring additional focus and emphasis. Bris Mila, Tsaras, or the eighth day of the holiday, like Shminat Tsaras, calls for extra significance and extra regard. However, the Arachim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, a Moroccan commentary and Kabbalist, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the number eight is no coincidence, but indicative of so much more. He quotes the Zayar on our Torah portion that details the meaning behind the number eight, superseding and surpassing nature. The Aracham Kaddish explains that nature is represented in the number seven, seven days of creation, seven days of the week, seven laws of Noah for non-Jewish people and for the entire world, seven days of mourning. But the number eight represents the combination of all physical and spiritual energy transcending human consciousness, going far beyond even the most intangible notions and connecting with God above time and space. Accordingly, the number eight is connected to significant mitzvahs, to significant commandments, and transformative concepts in Torah. 
The previous Torah portion, Parsha Shmini, number 8 in Hebrew, is about a physical home in a materialistic world for a God that is non-physical. A brismila, a circumcision, is on the eighth day for it surpasses time. It binds us in the same covenant as Avraham Avinu. It takes eight days to begin the purification process because Saras is a spiritual disease embodied in physical leprosy. The number eight is all around us to signify a profound lesson. Physicality is not the all-important element of our existence. In fact, it is just a minor portion of it. The Orachim HaKadosh continues that our world reflects a deeper spiritual reality and is not simply a collection of random and meaningless events. We are the expression, we are the manifestation of God's thoughts and desires. And with every mitzvah we do, with every moment we learn, we grow closer to our source. We get closer to our Creator and our Father in Heaven. The Talmud in Sukkah summarizes the 70 bulls that were sacrificed in the base of Mikdash during the Sukkah's holiday. They were offered in honor of the 70 nations of the world and included in the blessings for the upcoming year. The holy and great sage Rabbi Eliezer explains that on the eighth day on Shemini Atzeres that only one bull was sacrificed and only for one people, for the one and only Jewish nation that exists far beyond the reality of this world and is chosen by God. This deep and profound lesson from the Orach HaMakadosh is ever more relevant as it was just Yom HaShoah, Israel's Holocaust Remembrance Day, a day when we remember the horrific tragedies of the past and the senseless murder of millions of our brothers and sisters, but also a day that we vow to never forget, never to let go of their legacy and thrive in the face of adversity, to live, exist, and flourish in our innate condition above nature on the eighth day in God's holy and divine reality. In our daily life, it is imperative that we realize that we can accomplish far more than what we think is possible. We are only limited to the capacity of our imagination and creativity. But through listening and learning, we enable our soul to sing its divine song, to share its godly light with the world. There's a powerful quote by Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. The affirmation of Jewish life after the Holocaust is itself a testimony to the covenant that survives and to the voice of God that continues to be heard, no matter how little, by the contemporary descendants of those who stood at Har Sinai. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.